do the brave thing and give ourselves permission to just be ourselves and it does come from a place of authenticity I think that's where we find that we really connect to people in a deep way that's and that's the beauty of it the scariest thing and the most vulnerable thing is often also the most amazing thing Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Brilliant Misfits, another great episode in store for you today. I really enjoy talking to all these women and from all walks of life. They have the most amazing stories and wisdom to share with you to encourage and inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant. So if you'd like also to continue the conversation after the episodes, please come over to my Facebook group. It's a private group, a circle of women, where we can share and support each other in creating and expanding our possibilities together. And that's Brilliant Misfits on Facebook. And at asiakennedy.com, you can find more offerings on how to live a mindful, creative life. So without further ado, I'm very excited. My guest today is Karen Gunton. She is an inspirational author, a speaker, and a teacher, and she's a badass rule breaker who never uses capitals when she writes. So she's on a mission to encourage others to be the highest, brightest version of themselves, which is why she started the Lighthouse Revolution, and she's going to talk about that. So I'm going to introduce her to you now. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love the whole theme of your um, podcast around brilliant misfits. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think we're all misfits in a way. Like if you think about it, we're all misfits. But some of us really learn to not feel like we're separate. But all it's, it's like being a misfit is a calling in a way to try and find a different way of doing things. We try things on that society has told us this is the way you do it, or we build businesses and we're told this is the way you do it. And then something just doesn't feel right, doesn't align with our spirit or our soul or our personality. And, and then we are feeling like, well, this doesn't fit and we have to sort of find our own way. So I want to hear your story of how that unfolded for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've got um, a few things to share on that note. And my, um, I really highly value authenticity and um, the whole idea that you get to be you. You get to build your business your way. Um, you need to do it in a way that aligns with you exactly as you said. And that's kind of been... Um, where I started when I first started my business I actually had a photography business and I just started it accidentally one day when somebody asked me how much I charged and I thought oh I wonder I wonder if I could do this and I started to explore you know what it would take to build a business and I think that no matter you know what path you take there's a time where we are certainly the followers and we're learning from other people and we're um, learning the steps that we need to take in order to make our idea you know take off and be successful but I think we do come to a point where we really have to come back to who we are and what lights us up and 
um, really tap into our own sense of authenticity and our alignment because you can't keep going, you know, by following everybody else's steps. You have to forge your own way. So that's definitely what I did as well. And um, I eventually, after I started my photography business, I decided one day to start a blog because I really wanted to share what I was learning um, with other women who are maybe at home trying to start a business like I was. And I just had this idea, you know, this sort of niggling, tapping on my shoulder to share what I was learning. And so randomly one night I was supposed to get on a plane to go to Canada and I decided, you know what, that's it. I'm going to just start this blog. And so I got it all set up and I was all excited about it. And, you know, I... I had it ready to go and I told the world, you know, I started this blog and I'm going to share what I'm learning about business. And then every time I sat down to write, I just couldn't write, even though I had like I was awake at night with all these things I wanted to share. I couldn't write. I couldn't get my words out and I just didn't know what to do. And um, one day when I was sort of staring at my computer screen and I was reading back to myself what I wrote, it didn't feel like me. And I realized that I was trying to write in a way that I thought would be professional, you know, like so people would take me seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I also was writing like, you know, I was I was really stressing about my my writing and the words and I was using and I was trying to make it sound all pro and I was using capital letters and I hadn't been you know, in sort of a professional space for years since I left my teaching career. And so all of my writing, even when I was still a teacher, you know, all of my emails, all of my social media that I would do, my texts to my friends and my family over on the other side of the world, I never, ever used capitals. And so I think when I was trying to get that blog started, I was trying so hard to sort of follow the rules and and do what would be professional and what people would take me seriously so that, you know, my tips would make a difference to them. And I couldn't do it. And I realized that I had to just give myself permission to be me, that I had to write like I talk and I could just put down whatever flow of consciousness was in my head and just put it on the page and not stress out about the structure of it. And if I wanted to swear, I could swear and I could certainly just write without capitals. And so I gave myself permission to do that. And the way that I was able to, I think, is because I didn't actually really think anybody was ever going to read my blog. I thought that, you know, my mom might be my only reader. And so in a way, once I had that moment of giving myself permission, I was like, all right, let's do this. And I sat down and I started writing and sharing. And, um, and you know, the words flowed because I could be me. And that was such a huge lesson to me. And the funny thing was that as the blog grew, and it grew to be quite a popular blog, it was called Build a Little Biz. And, um, you know, by then I was just this lady who never used capitals. And so then I would get messages from people saying, you know, I'd like your tips if only you, you know, were a bit more professional, nobody's going to take you seriously. Or they would say, (laughs) you know, um, I just can't stand, you know, the way that you don't write properly without capitals. And that was, you know, the first time I got those messages, I was like, oh, oh no, people don't like me. But more than that, I would get messages from people every day saying, when I saw you and your blog and the way that you just gave yourself permission to be you, I thought that maybe I could just be me in my own business. You know, you gave me permission to be me. And so that whole idea of just being you and doing your thing your way in a way that was aligned to you really became the core 
of my brand and my message. And that was, you know, over six years ago. And it's still really become, it's still really the, the core of my message, even though my message has changed a little bit over time. So in an interesting way, what was started out as me just kind of exploring who I was in the world um, became the core of my mission, which is really cool. Yeah, that's incredibly cool. And I love that, you know, I think when you say you didn't like think, well, how can I be different? Like in that sort of way from the head, you were just writing and because it was more of a stream of consciousness writing or just writing like you talk, it was just probably easier to just type, type, type without having to do the capitals. So it wasn't like, oh, I decide I'm going to not use capitals. It was just a natural way for you to write and the way you've been writing to your family and friends for a while. So that was just a result of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when I talk with women about, you know, embracing who you are and this idea of authenticity and um, being unique and also, you know, sharing the things that resonate with others, um, I think it's really important that it that it does come from who you are at the core. I think there's a vulnerability there um, for sure. And vulnerability is, is a big part of giving yourself permission to be you. But I think what happens is sometimes there are people who are kind of coached to be weird or do something different or, um, you know, break the rules in some way. And without that true authenticity, um, it really falls flat. You know, people can kind of pick up, I think, on that energy. And I think the people who try to be different on purpose for the sake of standing out and being, um, you know, as a point of difference, mm. it doesn't usually take them very far because there's no alignment there. It's those of us who really um, have to do the brave thing and give ourselves permission to just be ourselves. And it does come from a place of authenticity. I think that's where we find that we really connect to people in a deep way. That's, and that's the beauty of it. The scariest thing and the most vulnerable thing is often also the most amazing thing. Yeah. And it is really vulnerable. I think that most women who are um, starting businesses are in business or are creating things. Maybe you're an artist. Um, to just be yourself. I mean, it sounds like, oh yeah, just be yourself, but it is a, it can be a very vulnerable place and to be visible and to just stand in who you are can sometimes be really scary. And, um, I often ponder about that. Like, what is it for us? And especially women that makes us feel so shy about being visible and being who we are. Yeah, I know. I think that is a, a really good question. It could, because it does seem quite universal in a way, you know, women struggle with this in a way, um, as a whole, I think collectively that men don't always. And I think, you know, when, when I started to talk about the lighthouse revolution, um, that came about because I was feeling like I was missing something myself. So even though I had this blog, build a little biz that was very popular and I was teaching and sharing tips and that was fantastic. I still felt like I was always kind of scrambling to figure things out and to um, connect the dots, you know, and figure out what would um, sell or what would connect with people. And I came across this quote one day that said, it was from Anne Lamont that said, um, lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining. Wow, and when I saw, that is yeah, so cool. I know. And when I, I saw I saw it on Pinterest one day and I was at a place where I was feeling pretty lost and stuck. And I saw that and I thought, oh, 
that is what I want. You know, I don't want to be running around looking for boats to save. I don't want to be scrambling. I don't want to be always searching. And I wanted to just once again, I suppose, come back to me and think about for me what that would mean to shine my light. And what I discovered is it's not even really enough to figure out what lights you up. You also have to be brave enough, you know, to beam that out to the world in some way, like the lighthouse does with its beacon. And that's what triggers a lot of fear for us, I think, because we're okay to say, okay, I'm going to be me. And I'm okay with that. Um, I've, you know, I've embraced myself, I've given myself permission, or I've just decided to, you know, screw the rules and say, this is it. But it's once we really start to um, stand up in bigger ways, I suppose, be more visible, show up in bigger ways, that suddenly we're like, oh, you know, who am I to do that? Or what if people think I'm a fraud? Or what if I outshine somebody else who deserves it more than I do? And, you know, we have these little fears that bubble up. And I think that each time we step up in a, in a more visible way, that's one of the things we're here to do is kind of overcome that fear and that worry and do it anyways. Yeah, do it anyways. And I think for um, women, I think it's a, a wonderful time right now on the planet that we can support each other in just doing it anyway. Um, we all go through the same things. And so there's this wonderful sort of energy starting to form. You know it from Facebook groups. I know mm-hmm. it from some of the Facebook groups that are really supporting women to stand up and, you know, try it out and do it in a safe place where you can start to, you know, stand tall, light up and shine bright, which is I'm reading from your your mm-hmm. book, The Lighthouse Revolution, that you have that phrase, stand mm. tall, light up and shine bright. So let's tell the audience a little bit about Lighthouse Revolution. Oh, thank you for asking about it. So um, the whole premise, as I mentioned, started, you know, when I saw that quote, and it really was a personal thing, the lighthouse became a symbol to me of what I wanted to do, which was to shine, figure out what, you know, would light me up and 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 ignite my spark, so to speak. And then um, I kind of came full circle back to that because I realized that it wasn't really enough to just shine. There's actually more to <laughs> more to it, you know, that we do have these fears that come up that we need to overcome. We need to build our mindset. We really need to work quite hard on staying aligned and focused on what matters to us and to our values and to our purpose and So the lighthouse really became a symbol of all of those elements, really the idea that um, you have to build the whole lighthouse and all these different aspects. And the light is certainly one part of that, Um, but really to show up and shine and be that sort of highest version of ourselves. Um, we need to be willing to step up and do the work as well, you know, the mindset work and the inner work and overcoming all that resistance. So um, that's really what the lighthouse began for me. And then I began to share my story. I began to share why that symbol made a difference to me. And I was really amazed in the way it resonated with people. And so slowly, I kind of moved from um, this business where I was helping Um, women with their branding and their marketing and the ways that they could really tap into their authenticity and get their message out to the world to um, kind of this deeper message, I suppose, with the lighthouse um, that, you know, you can do sort of tick all those boxes and do all of the things people tell you to do. But um, if you haven't done that inner work, then it's only going to get you so far. So the lighthouse kind of became the rest of the story around um, that inner work that we need to do. And yeah, because it resonated in such a big way, it's really become my mission now. And um, it's exciting. I love it because it's a symbol that 
um, resonates with people in a big way, and but they also can take what they want from it, you know, so it means different things to different people. And I love that because it can be it was something that was meaningful to me. But the more I share it, the more um, the story becomes personal for each of the people that I chat with. Mm, there's a couple of things that you said that really, you know, made me tingle a little bit. And one is that the light, you know, being a lighthouse, the light is an inner light that sh- shines from the inside out. So if you think of a lighthouse, it, the light is sort of in this inner p- space and it shines mm-hmm. outwards. And so that inner work that we do, that sort of embracing and loving who we are and not judging ourselves mm-hmm. um, helps that light to shine brighter. And then giving it the foundation because the lighthouse does have a foundation, doesn't it? So Absolutely. do you want to just like sort of highlight a few things that you did put in the book about the lighthouse, just give the audience a little idea of what topics you you touch upon, which they might be interested in. Sure. Yeah, of course. So in the end, um, the way that I've kind of worked out all of the lessons that I've learned from the lighthouse in a way to share them is that there are seven components to the lighthouse. And as you mentioned, the inner light, you know, is the is the one we often think of first, obviously, being a lighthouse. And to me, that's really around who you are, you know, and being yourself and seeing yourself clearly and just really embracing you and embracing um this, this life that you want to have for yourself. And then um, when we think about that light, as I mentioned, it's a beacon that we beam out to others. And that's really around our visibility and our voice and the way we connect with others. And the fact that our light's not meant to be hidden inside, you know, it's not meant to be dimmed down or diminished in any way. We're actually meant to share our stories and own our truth and speak up in the world in some way, um, even in, in just our own personal world. And then um, the next component of the lighthouse is the tower. So we think of this really tall, you know, structure that rises up um, from which um, the light shines. And so your tower is really about the life that you're building or maybe this the business that you're building or the career that you're building. It's what allows you to shine and it's there to really serve you, serve your light. And so it's kind of a representation of everything that makes up our life, you know, all the bits and pieces that are around us and that we do each day and do each of those elements fit? Are they aligned? Um, And do they all kind of help you to stand taller? Does it make you feel really wobbly? (laughs) Um, And so many of us, I think, feel that in our lives. So it's a real way to kind of check in with yourself and and work on that alignment. I think the foundation for me um, represents the mindset Um, Because we need to back ourselves and we need that strong foundation, you know, to rise from and to do the work. And um, and so just as we need to build any other part of our lives, we need to actually build ourselves up as well. Our mindset, our confidence, our sense of worthiness, our belief in ourselves. And, And we can do that. We can actually put foundation blocks into our lighthouse and build ourselves up every single day. And then um, probably my most favorite analogy is the spiral staircase inside of the lighthouse, which to me represents this journey that we're on. And um, each step that we take, when you think of that spiral staircase, with each step, the next step appears. And slowly, as long as we keep stepping, as long as we keep kind of pushing through whatever blocks come our way or whatever stuckness comes up, and we just keep going and um, we get closer to our light and closer to the top and to who we're meant to be in the world. Um, the harbor of the lighthouse, 
is the home of the lighthouse, the place where the lighthouse stands. And and I think that really is about, um, you know, kind of being where your feet are and feeling grounded and feeling like you belong here and that you can actually come home to your light at any time. So even though the waves might crash in, we might feel lost or, um, you know, battled about by the storm, we can come back to our light. And then the final component is actually just um, simply that big blue sky above, which to me reminds me, and I hope reminds all of us that we're um, supported by something bigger than us. You know, the universe has your back and um, we can have some faith and some trust that we are exactly where we're meant to be and that our light um, comes from something bigger than us. And I, to me, that just gives me a sense of hope, I think, that... Um, yeah, that there's there's somebody out there, there's something out there that's bigger than you that's got your back and is is watching to make sure that you're just, you know, living your the life that you're here to live and shining your light in the way that you were born to do. Mm, I love that. And I love that last bit, the light up part, because it's so true. I mean, when we're doing things, if we connect to that place in us that knows that whatever mm. it is we're doing it is much bigger than us yeah. sure we might be doing it for you know this reason or that reason but then something else is there like we're doing it it's bigger than our individual self this mm -hmm. energy that comes through whatever it is you want to create it you know I always think of it as a co-creation yeah. I'm just sort of um, the channel or the person that is creating something but it's coming from something bigger than me and that mm -hmm. always encourages me so even if I feel tired I feel like I don't want to do it I drop back in and just reconnect to that source of energy you can call it universe you can call it whatever the divine um, and then I remember, yes, this has come to me. It's a gift and I'm willing to serve and do what I need to do to bring that, that idea or that light through. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it as well. And for me, that was probably the, um, the final component to kind of reveal itself as I was, um, working on all of those other six elements that I had described earlier, um, and writing the book. It was through that process that I really began to think about the fact that there actually was another component that I hadn't considered. And it wasn't until I really started to explore myself and what my light was and the way that I wanted to show up in the world that I began to become more in touch with that idea of, you know, spirituality or, you know, whatever you want to call it, Um and I realized that that had to be part of the lighthouse revolution as well, because I think that any journey um, that takes us on this path to come back to ourselves is also one in inevitably that is going to um, take you to a place where you ask those bigger questions, you know, and that's one that's still kind of unfolding for me on this journey. And I think that no matter what, you know, the work of building a lighthouse is never really done. So um, just I just keep exploring, you know, each element to see what else I can be working on, what else I can be learning. Mm, I couldn't agree more. It's just a continuous process. Mm. And um, I want to get back and just encourage some of the listeners that might be feeling really shy or feeling like, oh, you know, really scared about, um, putting themselves out there in whatever they're doing, you know, whatever your art is. And I use the, the term art in the broadest sense, mm -hmm. like it's, it's just whatever you're creating to, um, 
don't wait for, you know, feeling like you've got to learn more. Don't wait because you feel like your plan isn't perfected yet. Um, I think one of the, the best advices that I've ever, or suggestions I've ever heard was begin anyway, just begin. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're like, for me as an artist, like if I'm facing a blank piece of paper or canvas, it's the scariest thing. And, you know, it's the same with anything that you, you just starting to create. It's, it's, there's a scary, there's a scary place of like, oh, I don't know. You feel like you don't know, but you begin anyway. And as you say, it's like the spiral staircase and the next step reveals itself. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage the listeners, don't wait, you know, just take some small actions, find some support that will help you. Um, and what support did you find, Karen, in your journey that helped you through? Um, well, I think the biggest thing that's kind of driven me to keep exploring and keep taking steps and keep putting things out there um, was really the connection that sharing this has given me. So every time I've shared a story from the lighthouse, um, any, you know, any of my own stories of the work I was doing or, you know, things I was experiencing, I, even if it was just one person, you know, connected with me and said, Oh, that made a difference to me or that mattered or me too, or thank you for sharing that. I just tapped into that really. And that those became the building blocks of support that really, encouraged me to keep on um, sharing because sometimes you can feel like you're, you know, you're putting things out there and you're not sure um, what impact it has on people. But I think oftentimes we don't see ourselves very clearly. And so one of the things that I've learned to do over time is when people tell you that they love what you do, believe them, you know, believe in your own brilliance. And um, so that that's really been a massive amount of support for me is just simply been the community that has been created around um, this mission, as well as the community that I find in lots of lots of places, both online and in person. And I found that the more I allowed my myself to share um, what mattered to me, um, the more people would kind of come up and say, oh, that's really neat. A big thing for me when I first started to talk about the Lighthouse Revolution, I I really was focusing on women in business. And then suddenly I had people in other areas of my life tell me that they were really inspired by my words or my work or my images or whatever. And so people from all different areas and all ages, um, my grandfather recently sent me a message. He's 92 and he read my book and he said, oh my gosh, that was an amazing book. I wish that somebody had given me something like that when I was a young man, you know? And so, yeah. And so, and I kind of along with what you were saying, um, it's a bit scary, you know, to put your art out there in some way, but, um, and I really do believe this from the bottom of my heart, when you do those things that are scary, that are feel vulnerable, feel uncertain, you're not really sure of what the outcome will be, but you do them anyways. And you open yourself up to that moment of vulnerability, amazing things happen. And I never ever would have experienced any of it if I hadn't first just shared my own personal story about what the lighthouse meant to me, and then also allowed it and explored it as it came up, as people told me that it mattered to them. So I went from, you know, really focusing on women in business and talking about branding to talking about something much, much bigger. And that only happened because I began sharing my own personal stories, my truth, my art, my work, my words 
my images. You know, I had to, it was scary for sure, but it, gosh, has it been amazing. And it's so interesting that you, you started working with women with branding. And when you pull that apart, like what is branding really? The essence of it is being true to you and mm. putting yourself out there in the truest possible way. And to me, that's probably the best type of branding, not trying to, you know, be something else or make it all like look in a certain way, just being you. And that's who you are is in in essence branding if that's the business you're in, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it really makes sense how it all unfolded because it really is connected. And as we spoke about at the very beginning of our conversation with, you know, my the way that I decided to break the rules and not use capitals, that became actually part of my own brand. And it became my core kind of message that I shared with people which was that you need to be you at the very, very core, you need to be you. And that's really where your light comes from, your lighthouse. And um, it's really, I suppose it's my way of kind of walking the talk, you know, is by sh pushing myself every single day. Like, you know, what, what is aligned and who am I? And am I sharing that best me with people? And an interesting thing happened, you know, when I decided to write the book, and even though for, you know, five plus years, I'd been writing without any capitals ever anywhere, um, I suddenly had this moment where I thought, I can't write a book, because I don't use capitals. Books, you know, aren't written that way. And I really had this, you know, moment, even after five years of kind of believing in this real core value of authenticity, I had this moment where I nearly went you know, and, and said, okay, well, I guess if I'm going to write a book, I'm going to have to do it that way. I'm going to have to follow the rules. And it was actually a friend who is not in business at all, who had told me that she really liked my message. And she was reading um, an early rough draft of the book before it had capitals. And she said, you have to leave it like this. You have to, because this is you. And if you change it, then the very message that you share with the world now suddenly isn't authentic anymore. And the people who um, believe in the message will love it, you know, even if there are no capitals. And so that one person who is kind of, you know, new to my work and, um, not, you know, not in my sort of online world or anything. When she said that to me, I thought, okay, then I can do this. I can give myself permission once again, to just do this my way and be me. And, um, and I guess just take the consequences. If there was going to be some people who picked up the book and, and didn't want to read it for that reason, that would be okay. Because more, the more important thing would be to stay true to myself and to my message. And so it was interesting, you know, even though that was kind of where I began the journey, um, every time you step up in some way and you share yourself in a bigger way with people, which is exactly what I teach people to do, it still is hard. You know, mm. you never really have it all figured out. You have to keep on pushing through those blocks and keep on finding new, you know, levels of bravery in order to keep, keep to the core of who you are. I think that's a brilliant message, Karen. You know, what you're saying basically is that, you know, you, you could be true to yourself and that was scary. And then that became more comfortable, like writing a blog without capitals or whatever it is you're doing. And then when it became, when it expanded 
to being even in a bigger arena, like, oh my God, writing a book. And that's very, very public and much bigger in some ways that again, those, those feelings would come up about, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, and then having to really dig deep and be true to yourself once again, and just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I think that um, that was something I didn't really anticipate, you know, experiencing as I began to grow my message that you're, you do have to keep expanding. And each time you do, you kind of come back to those same fears, (laughs) those same worries that, you know, you started with and, um, and you kind of have to clear them all over again. And that can be a hard thing to do. And I wanted to share that story for anyone who's listening, who's thinking, you know, perhaps you're in a place where you're feeling quite comfortably you and um, with, you know, whatever kind of work you do and whatever your version of being a misfit is um, that, you know, once you hit that comfort zone, that could be a sign that it's time to push a little bit further. And for anybody who is kind of just starting this journey of saying, oh, you know, in what way could I embrace my own self a little bit more or show, you know, those parts of myself that feel hidden inside and I want to, you know, be me and I want to share them with the world, um, start Start in the places where you're safe, those closer levels of your comfort zone and and do that first. And then you can keep expanding outwards. You know, you don't have to start out this this journey of authenticity by, you know, going whole hog and writing the book right away. (laughs) You can start, you know, you can start in ways that feel maybe more safe and more comfortable and then just keep pushing, keep expanding. Um, It's not always easy, as I said, but honestly, the rewards have far outweighed the the diff- the dif- difficulty and the discomfort i suppose um you know to know now that there are people reading the book for instance that maybe never even would have known anything about my message if i hadn't been brave enough to expand my comfort zone a little bit and that's what gets back to it being bigger than you mm-hmm. it sort of takes you out of all of your fears because if if by stepping into your fear and really going for it, that perhaps you'll change someone's life or inspire Mm -hmm. them or encourage them, then it's so worth it. And I think what you said before was like just so sage advice. You you said, believe in your own brilliance. Like, and I think that's so important. Sometimes we tend to poo-poo you know, our achievements and what we've accomplished. And I think it's really important to celebrate them and, and believe in our brilliance. And that will start to build more and more confidence of expanding a little more and putting yourself out there a little more. Absolutely. Beautiful. So we're just about out of time. It goes so quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. I, I could I could just continue this conversation with you. I can tell that we just have um, a really similar way of looking at the world, which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great, it's a great message. message. Oh, I'm getting a bit of an echo there. So one last thing. Um, can you just adjust your microphone, Karen? Because it's sort of feedbacking. Thank you. Um, one last thing. If you could hold the hands of a listener right now, who perhaps is like got this really strong desire and urge to, you know, share her message, but she's a little bit timid or scared. What would you say to her? Um, I would say I'm going to share a little story from the Lighthouse Revolution because this is what's popped in my head. And this has really made a difference to me all the times that I think, you know, 
who am I to do this? Um, you know, what happens if people don't like it? What happens if people don't like me or it falls, fails, whatever. Um, this is a message that I received one day. And when I asked the question about that, how do we overcome that feeling? And the story I was told was this, to close your eyes and just to imagine that somewhere in a room is somebody who needs to hear what you have to say or needs to see whatever it is that you have to share with the world, needs to hear your story, needs to learn whatever lesson it is you want to share, whatever it is. There's somebody out there who needs that. And if you could close your eyes and picture them in a room somewhere, sitting alone, um, feeling lost, feeling uncertain, feeling stuck, afraid, worried, if you could see them there, what would you do? You would step across, you know, that threshold, that fear, that worry or doubt that you are feeling yourself about your message, and you would just go to them. You would hug them, or you would hold their hand, or you would, you know, wrap them up in a, in a cozy blanket, or wipe away their tears, whatever it was. You would never leave that soul sitting there alone in that room. You would go to them and you would share, you would speak with them or hug them. And so in those moments where I feel most sort of uncertain about, should I really share this or should I really put that out there? Or, you know, is it worth, is it worth putting this book out into the world or whatever it is? That's what I try to do. I try to come back and get kind of out of my head and out of my own fear and my own stuff. And I remember the other person that other soul on the other side of the message and what it would maybe mean to her to know that she was not alone or that there was another way or that there was something hopeful or inspiring on offer to her. And when I think about that other person on the side, other side of the message, and I think about, you know, just connecting my heart to their heart, suddenly that other stuff doesn't matter that much because sometimes it's actually not all about you. It's about them. And so remembering them, remembering that soul on the other side is a great way to kind of get out of your own head and your own stuff and just do it anyways for her. Beautiful. I have tears in my eyes. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is beautiful. Yeah, do it anyway. Beautiful message. Thank you so much, Karen. Now, if people want to connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, well, you can find me at my website, which is karengunton.com. And I'm on social media, um, Karen Gunton as well. So I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and all the usual places. And um, I would really love to hear from you. I would love to say hi and hear about the way that you're shining your light in the world. That would be amazing. Fantastic. And I'll put all those links to Karen's website, her Facebook group, her Instagram, and um, also just the title of her book so that you perhaps might want to um, purchase that or find out more about that. So thank you so much, Karen. I am deeply grateful that you came on the show. That was just really beautiful message, wise, sage advice. And I hope that all the listeners really got inspired and encouraged to just shine their light, build their lighthouse, and be true and authentic to who they are and let their brilliance just shine forth. 
Thank you so much for having me and for offering the opportunity to share the Lighthouse message with your audience. And I hope the same. I hope it inspires somebody today to go out there and be a lighthouse. Thank you so much, Karen. Bye. Woohoo. What a what a great episode. I love talking to Karen Gunton and I felt like um I was sitting in my living room with a with a cup of tea and just having this wonderful conversation with her. We're very aligned in um our perspective and I think that um one of the most important things that I always resonate to and which I impart to my clients and friends and um people in my Facebook group is that you know, there is something bigger than us. And when we tap into that, when we embrace that, when we know that whatever we're creating, whatever art, quote unquote, that we are making, that we're not doing it alone. We are co-creating with something bigger than us. And I loved her story about when those fears arise and we get a little stuck or feel the resistance that we think about that person in the room. I love that story. They're thinking about the person in the room and they need to hear what you have to share, whether that's words or um, an artwork or a song, whatever it is, whatever you're creating, maybe it's an online program, they need what you have to share. And I think that's such a brilliant and important message. So I hope you enjoyed that today. I certainly did. And until next week, be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.